grand rising rising grand people i pray you are divine like absolutely divine i'm so blessed i'm actually blessed beyond measure i'm actually blessed beyond measure and i'm actually starting to see it more and more in my life and for that i give the most thanks to the most high um today it landed in my spirit yesterday as a matter of fact i think i've got about the next six rooms in my head so i'm going to actually line them up but it came in my spirit yesterday to speak about the difference between faith and belief because i didn't really believe there was a difference but lately it's really landed in my spirit that i think that there is and i think that maybe if we had a little bit more clarity on the difference we might be able to activate some new things with an old thing because y'all know that's been my word of the week and first of all i just want to tell you guys that everything makes sense when it's supposed to you're going to be doing some things that don't make no sense or don't feel like they make sense when you really start to live a life of um really activating your truth like really just saying you know what i know there's something more and i want to step into it part of that journey there's some things that don't really seem to make any sense at the time but at one point they land and as I was getting ready for this room, I thought I knew from yesterday what I felt the difference between faith and belief was. And for me, it felt like, because I was saying this yesterday, I'm not really a, um, a go to a look in a book dictionary type of person or go to the Bible to get my views and ideas or go to the Quran. I'm very much a feeler. I'm very much, how does that feel for me? What does that feel like it means, right? And so for me, I was like, well, I think that belief and believing has some kind of evidence attached to it. So whereas faith is like total not knowingness, but knowing that yo is possible. Why do I feel the difference? I feel the difference because I think we can believe things. And a lot of the time we believe things based on something else. So I can believe that miracles are possible because I've seen them happen in other people's life. It doesn't necessarily mean that I've seen them happen in my life. I can believe that people can run the marathon because I've seen people run a marathon. I can believe that I'm good at certain things because I've proved or shown myself that I'm good at certain things whereas faith is attached to the unknown faith is like whoa I don't really know but I know and there's nothing that supports it and that's how it felt to me so I was like first of all I wonder what it feels like to you guys you can literally tell me in the message box but what I wanted to do was share the dictionary's definition because then I got more clarity on why I was asked to do the room. And here's what it says. Believe, accept that something is true, especially without proof. Interesting. Accept that something is true, especially without proof. Now, when you hear what I just said, that to me felt more like my idea of faith. But I observed it. And so I looked at what faith means. And it says, complete trust 
or confidence in someone or something. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And I was like, bingo. That's the difference. I know many people that believe. They accept things to be true. They accept ideas of something. And whether that's good or bad, there's an acceptance that allows you to have a belief. But what's the difference about faith? Y'all ready? The difference about having faith is trust. And that's where I found it. It's complete trust. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I was younger, faith was actually attached to me personally, to God in what I knew as a Christian. As I got older, you know when my faith changed? My faith changed when I saw my mum pray when she was sick. And it wasn't just watching her pray, it was praying with her. It was her ability to pray five times a day. It was the way that I was like eight, nine years old and she woke us up at five o'clock in the morning to go running around the block, to go running around the block because she was trying to save her life. She was trying to save her life and guess what? She was taking her kids with her. So we were up and out of our beds. If I was eight or nine, that meant Claudine was 10 or 11 and Kamisha was three years younger than me. So bless her, she had to be about five. It might have, we might've been maybe a year or two older, but we were running around the block and coming back in straight into prayer. And she would pray consistently on time, five times a day. And I saw what it done. I saw what it done. And so my faith changed. My faith wasn't then just in what I had been taught. It was like, yo, this is real. You can ask for something and it can change. You can be in a circumstance or a condition, but develop a certain level of discipline and it can change everything. I saw the way she changed what she was eating. My, my grand, my, my um, dad's mum would come and cook her this carrot juice and her friends would come and do different things. I would watch different people change her dressings. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Because up until that point, anybody that I had seen be that level of sick, guess what? They didn't survive, they died. And so as a child, I was battling the idea that every time I came in from school, I didn't know if my mum was going to be there. Because up until that point, my belief was that everybody who goes through this experience dies because I had solid evidence to believe that. But I was given an opportunity very young to learn faith. And maybe, just maybe that's the one thing that changed the trajectory, I like that word, of my life. Because I started to believe in things I couldn't see. I started to have faith, not just in myself, yo, but the kind of faith 
I had in people, the kind of faith I had in the world, the kind of faith that I knew you can change a circumstance. I knew it like I knew it like I knew it. For another person, having to cook, and when I tell y'all cook, I mean full meals from the time that you wake up in the morning, your breakfast fully made to your lunch and your dinner from like eight years old. That could have been a negative. Hell no, it wasn't. We didn't just have to cook, we had to clean that house from head to toe. Our duties were intense. But guess what? It built a muscle in me. It equipped me. Because we weren't going to just experience that season once in our life. Oh, gosh. It came again later. It came again another time. But faith saw us through. There was a time when I was an adult, I had my own son. I only had one son at the time. And mum was going through an experience. And through that experience, she was sectioned and my family crumbled because it was the strongest person we knew. It was everybody's go-to. It was, she can handle everything. So if she can't handle it, what about the rest of us? And there was one point where it just, it felt like I was in a movie and watching everybody around me just crumble, literally, or go into overload mode, where it's like, right, I'm gonna handle everything because we ain't got no other choice. And Tanya being Tanya laughed. I laughed so hard. I was laughing for days. I just couldn't stop laughing. Every time it was meant to be serious stuff, I was laughing and laughing and laughing. And they stopped us from visiting mum. There was a lot of lies and yeah, they just blocked us from, from seeing her. And so I went to war. I became a lawyer and a solicitor overnight, <laughs> as well as a doctor. I studied everything about mental health. I studied it until I knew my rights, until I could go in and ask for certain meetings to be had, until I could speak a certain language, until I spoke about certain sections, until I understood certain legislation. And at the time I was working at the airport. So I was still going to work at like 4.15 in the morning, coming back out, spending five or six hours at the hospital, picking up my son, taking care of my son, doing all kinds of things, managing a lot at the same time. And when I finally got in to visit mum, I was like, yo, you're coming, like you're coming out of here, fix up. But when she showed me where she was staying, oh my gosh, it broke my heart. I felt so bad. I felt like we put her in a situation. I felt like I was the one to blame because um, I had made the final call. I'd said to Claudine, yeah, we need to call the doctors. And it was just horrible. And in that moment, I lost my faith because up until then I was just like, it really is what it is. Everything will work out. And I remember constantly praying through it, praying, 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 like this can't be real. Like this cannot even be happening. Like this is not even real. I don't know what kind of bad movie I woke up in, but this isn't it. And it was one year where the snow was so heavy. Like England was on lockdown because the snow was so bad. 
and we were having to travel to like support each other in this weather that we shouldn't have been leaving our house in it was just a lot and as I came back from the hospital really broke down and I felt really bad I felt so low I just asked I was like yo I need a sign like I need to know that everything is going to be okay like I genuinely need a sign because I'm losing it and the way that I believe when I see something with the number five I know that five represents believe and five is like my number five is my favorite number and just as I span off the motorway at Burnham and I came around the corner, I just saw like five stars lined up in front of me. And I was like, yes, God, yes. And straight away, my belief was back. I was like, guys, it doesn't matter how bad it looks, it's gonna be okay. And we really had to fight to get her out. We had to fight for certain things to happen, but we stood in faith regardless to what was not, like what wasn't happening as much as what was happening at the time there was social workers the children want to get was going to get taken away it was a lot and plus we all had our own children it was intense and we were young I think I might have been early 20s at the time I'd only had one child so yeah I had to be about 2021 20, why am I saying that because in any circumstance or in any situation we can believe based on what we know to be true, based on what we've already experienced, based on what we've already been through, based on what we've already witnessed, or we can have faith based on what we don't know. And it's a choice. And one thing, that I started to recognize was the difference. Like, I felt like believing is on me, right? But faith is me activating, as well as coming into alignment with a power that's so much greater than me, as much as I'm connected to it. And sometimes things are so heavy, things can be so intense, Things don't make no sense because we're trying to battle it alone. We're trying to understand and believe based on our own understanding. But we can't fathom how the sun and the moon rays and work in harmony how one goes up, if you like, or one goes down, or maybe they're not moving. Maybe the universe works so miraculously that as it spins, we just see one side and then it spins and we see the other side. We can't fathom how the oceans work in the way that they do, how sometimes the sea is calm and then it's real rough. Do you really understand what's happening under that water to make it move in the way that it moves? Do you? As much as if you've ever been blessed to go to the ocean and the tide is out. Like the tide is so far out, you wouldn't even believe that water was there. And then gradually the tide just comes in. <laughs> or if you're like me, sometimes it comes in when you're in it and you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> and it's a suddenly. Have you ever fathomed that? 
Can you fully understand the way that nature operates in the way that it does? I don't think we can. Do you really understand how a sperm meets an egg and forms a clot? Then within that clot, arms, eyes, fingers, toes, nose, ears, intestines, heart, lungs, breath, is built within that connection. Bro, I don't know about y'all, but that blows my mind. Even when I think about the planets, the planets being held in space, so technically we're standing in nothing, ah? Eh? Sorry, what? We never go to sleep and question if the sun is gonna be up in the morning. We don't go about our day and question if the darkness is going to come, we're not scared of it. So why can't we operate as humans in the same way? Why do we question ourselves, our circumstances, our experiences? To the point that it holds us accountable to being stuck or being any less than we are. Why can't we activate faith that says, I don't really know how this thing's going to work out, but you know what? I know it's going to work out. I don't really know how I'm going to land where I'm supposed to land, but I know I'm going to land. And as I was asking myself these questions, I said it's because we lack trust we lack trust because we've been in situations, circumstances and experiences that say, yo, I don't trust people. Hell no, I don't trust people. So much of us have got trust issues because mummy or daddy hurt us or mummy or daddy weren't there or mummy or daddy didn't love us how we were supposed to be loved, apparently. Yet in another paradox, yo, you've always had everything you've needed. I talk to a lot of single mums a lot of the time in my coaching. And they be going on and on about their baby daddy this and their baby father that and their baby daddy this. And I just pull up a line. Why are you acting like you didn't sleep with him, bro? Why are you acting like he was good enough to fuck? But now you want to cuss him out. Yo, you did that to yourself. What happens when you take responsibility? Then sometimes they think I'm being rude. You can't take responsibility for another person's actions, but you can take what you've done. Why am I saying that? Because sometimes people could live in a married home. It looks beautiful on the outside. And the most toxic thing for those children could be those two parents together in that home. But we always want what we don't have. So the very reason as to why 
that other parent isn't there is because it could have been too toxic for the child, but you can't live in that type of faith. You can't believe that if you've been called to do some things alone, it might just be for a season. The sickness you're experiencing might just be for a season. The hardship you're going through, the financial trials, the lack of belief, it might just be for a season. It's not forever. If you're willing, if you're willing to have trust and practice obedience, get into understanding of discipline, Just to reset the room, we're talking about the difference between faith and belief. And I'm just sharing my story of how when I go through my life and I look back, I'm looking back to see what built me. I'm looking back to see what seasoned me. I'm looking back to see what I've been marinated in. And I'm asking myself, yo, my girl, what are we taking forward? What are we equipped with? Because sometimes life presents me with some obstacles and I'd be the first to be like, nah, bro, God, you're asking a lot. Like, I don't know if I've got it within me. And then I'll go back and I'm like, T, yo, you've been through this before. You've slayed these dragons before. You're feeling to slay them again. Because I'm learning to talk to myself with a different level of confidence. Because I spoke about this yesterday. You are the one. You're a 10-10. You're not a three out of 10. You're not a two out of 10. You're not a one out of 10. You're a 10-10. So what happens when we start to have the kind of belief and faith that says, it don't matter. It don't matter what's coming my way. I've got this. Certain times through lockdown, when we were doing the exercise class, if you ever, ever have the blessing of working with me, whether it's exercise, whether it's coaching, whether it's um, dancing or teaching, drama, whatever it is, one thing about Tanya is you don't know what you're going to get. Because like I said before, I'm a feeler. I'm an amazing planner, but let me tell you something. If I have a plan and I walk into a room and that room says this plan ain't going to work, I'm going to switch it up on the spot. I'm going to switch it up on the spot. Many people can't do that because they're so rigid. There's no flexibility. There's no space to adapt. Structure is necessary. Discipline is necessary. But so is the ability to be able to adapt and be flexible. And certain times when we would log on in the morning and I'm like, guess what? Today we're doing boxing and we would do boxing. I would really get them into the momentum of, yo, you need to keep your hands in front of your face and you better punch because you need to guard your crown. And if anything's coming at you, you better knock it out. I always think to myself, I don't like to fight. Okay, sometimes I do. But if I get into a fight, I'm going to knock you out with my mind before I even knock you out with my fist. And the way that I'm going to connect my mind to my fist, you are, you're going to catch such a lick. 
Because the way that I'm willing to bring all of my body into alignment to deliver that punch, bro, you better get out of my face. And it's the same energy that I'll go through life with. Whereas some of us are willing to get knocked down and stay down. What I say to anybody, if you ever put a lick on me, lie me flat, don't let me get up. Don't let me get up. Don't. And it's the same energy that I'll go through experiences with. You're feeling you're going to have to knock me out with this one. You're going to have to knock me out because the way that my faith is set up is different. And I just want to inject that into some of you guys. Stop looking at things like they came to lay you flat. Yo, it was just a low blow and you're going to have to punch a little higher. Even if you wind me, my leg is going to kick so hard. It's going to lick you in your crutch and it's, you're going down. And that's the way that I go about life. Because you've been seasoned through some things and that's the only reason why you experience them. The level of resilience that you've been taught in, in being a single mom or a child that had to take care of themselves, you've learned resilience. The person that did that may have been abandoned, you've learned courage. The person that's lacked love, you've learned to love yourself. There's things that you've learned through what you've been through, but are you willing to look for the lesson? Because it's there, it's somewhere. And when you're going through it, you might not always be able to see it. But if you can hang on to, to faith, even if it feels like a thread, it might not feel like a complete strap on the bus that you could reach up and hang on to. You could see it. And you know that wherever that bus goes, if you just hang on to that strap, you're going to be all right. You might fall, you might sway, but you're going to be all right. Sometimes we don't see it like that. Sometimes it's a thread. It's just a tiny little thread. But that thread can become a rope when you keep hanging on. But I recognized that in these definitions, the difference is trust. And I personally believe that trust is a muscle that needs to continue to be built over time, especially if you've lost it somewhere. Sometimes people think I accept less than I deserve because you can do something to me and it can really, really hurt. It can really make me look or feel like a fool, but I'm not gonna hold it against you. I might even give you another opportunity to do something different. I'm not blinded by what you've done, but at the same time, I'm not holding on to it because life is too precious not to trust. Life is too lit not to trust. Life is too beautiful not to trust. We trust that the sun's gonna come up. We trust that the stars are gonna twinkle. 
We trust that the river's going to flow. So why don't we trust that we're going to flow? That we're going to twinkle? That we're going to rise up? That we're going to grow through anything we go through? We're going to be so much better as a result of it? Why don't we start to trust in the things that we can't see? Because we can't possibly fathom how miraculous and amazing and incredible it is. It's a love that if we only gave ourselves permission to trust, bro, it's so overwhelming. It didn't matter who baby daddy weren't there, what mummy daddy weren't there, what sister brother did. It don't matter because you're so loved. You are so loved that your love itself. You are so precious that you're precious. You are like the most precious diamond in the world. That's you. Can you just believe it? Can you believe it so much? that you're accountable for where you allow that diamond to be, the presence, the presence of that diamond that is you. Not everybody gets permission to access that. Not everybody gets permission to be around that. Not because you're stuck up or you're stushed, no, because you're precious. Not everybody gets permission to penetrate your energy, bro. So you don't walk into places that make you feel less than you are. You don't stay in situations that take away from your value. You don't do it because you know, like, you know, like, you know, you are worthy. You are valuable. You are incredible. And we ain't settling for nothing less. And if you can't see yourself in totality of what it is that you are or what it is that you wanna do or what it is of your next step, can you just believe that it's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen? But right here, right now, protect, protect the diamond that is you. And what does that look like in the real world? That looks like, what are you willing to eat? What are you willing to put inside your body? And I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about your thoughts. I'm talking about the emotions. I'm talking about the environments that we sit in. Where are we willing to be? When I decided that I was worth more, my life became very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Because I would go and see my friends like I normally did. And the level of conversations they were having didn't intrigue me anymore. And I was like, ah? So I would gradually move away, move away, and kind of be more by myself. 
the level of things that I was willing to accept in a relationship changed. Changed. So I had to have difficult conversations. The level of jobs that I was willing to even apply for, let alone accept, changed. Changed. Everything was changing because I was. So although my postcode was the same and my daily routine was the same, everything was looking different. And I started to do different things. I started to rise earlier so I could give myself time before I gave my time to anyone or anything else. I started to rise earlier so I could just sit and, and like meditate on the day I was stepping into, on the day I had in the space I was in, on, on the feelings I was experiencing, on how clear my mind was. I just started to do little things, little things little things every single day made a significant difference to not only the opportunities that came to me because they just came because that's what happens when you live in faith things just come just like I was asking for a song before I start the room like oh what do I feel like what do I feel like playing a couple songs didn't feel right press play on this song felt amazing and then I listened to the words and I was like oh my god because when you activate faith in your life things just come to you I just know when I need to reach out to somebody I just know when certain things are going to happen because I feel it What are you doing to activate your muscle of faith? Not just because you heard it on some audio or you walked into a room. No, go back into your life and say, yo, at what seasons have I applied faith? And then ask yourself how it felt. Ask yourself about what the outcome was. And ask yourself if you're now in a season in your life where there's shifts and changes and you just need to activate faith, nothing less, nothing more. Because the reality is when you really activate faith, do you know what you're actually doing? You're letting go. You're letting go. And you're getting into the space everything's coming full circle of it is what it is and the only thing that you got to do is trust but see people who have control issues y'all don't understand trust because y'all want to control your children's life control your woman's life control your man's life control 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 the outcome that's not trust that's not trust at all. When you recognize that certain things have been given to you, given to you, given to you, like 
it's like an inheritance, right? That you can't even fathom. Somebody passes on and, and you become a billionaire and you think that's just it. Nah, not only did you become a billionaire, there is land with your name on it. There is um, cousins that you didn't know about. There are siblings, there's so much attached to your name. But because you wanna control things, you're just overwhelmed by the fact that you've become a billionaire, bro. That's that's just 0.0% of what you've really got. But what are you going to do with it? Are you going to stay in the lane of, oh, my God, this is too much. Oh, my God, this is too much. Because that's what it feels like when we have problems. Oh, my God, this is too much. But you've been entrusted with something that if you just let go and say I'm the one that's seasoned for this I've been marinated for this there's something in me that can deal with this that can demolish these things that can fight back and I'm gonna trust it maybe only then you'll activate what's really within you not what you've been trying to control not what you think is within you but what's really within you but some of us are too scared to go there because we don't know what that version of us looks like. We don't know what it looks like to feel fear so much that it makes us do something different. We don't know what it looks like to take a risk. Many people just start making money, so they hold on to it so tightly. That they lose it again. But what happens when you start making money? So you start investing money, you start taking risks and you invest and it doubles up and it grows and it brings you more money. What happens? What happens when you stop waiting? to be employed in the right job, but you start becoming the job that you wanted to be employed in. What happens? What happens when you stop wanting to be seen and you start seeing yourself? What happens? What happens when you actually take the idea out of your head and you write it down on a piece of paper and then you ring up someone and you say, yo, I need some help to make this come to life. What happens? I believe it's time to stop just believing based on the things you've already been through. Based on the things that you know or don't know. And I believe it's time to activate faith. And it's time to recognize the difference that faith isn't a little bit, it's not an inch. It's not a fraction. It is complete trust or confidence, confidence in someone or something. Complete trust, complete trust. You're a 10-10, complete trust in you. The universe where works in ways you can't understand. Complete trust. Complete obedience. 
complete discipline, complete commitment, complete walking. That your walking is your talking. I dare you to have complete trust. I'm going to play this song one more time for those that come into the room a little bit later. I'm only going to play a little bit and then I'm going to read the words. If you give me just one second of your time, I could tell you stories about my life. I've seen hope and I've seen struggle through these eyes. So give me just one second of your time. One second to let it breathe. Just a second, a second is all I need. When you're questioning everything you believe, then you're fighting with the devil in your dreams. One second, just let me be. Let it go, let it rain, let it bleed. Heavy is the head, but the pressure makes you heave. You feel it, but the spirit of depression never sleeps. And I am not the poster boy for mental health. I need peace of mind, I need to center self. The cover of the enemy, that shit made me resent myself. There's people trying to sprint. I can't even, I'm about to get crazy up in here, but it's almost my time. So let me just break it down for y'all. By the way, if anyone has any questions, ideas, thoughts, please, you can come to the stage, but let me just tell you what he said. I love Stormzy. He said, if you give me just one second of your time, I could tell you stories about my life. I've seen hope and I've seen struggle through these eyes. So just give me one second of your time. You know why that hit different? Because I am so grateful for this space called Clubhouse. Because we're able to learn, we're able to listen, we're able to vibe, we're able to connect through people's stories, through people's truths. And you're able to go, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, I never thought of it like that. Oh my gosh, I've never seen myself like that. Oh my gosh, she's smart, you know. He's smart, you know. She's inspirational, he's incredible. She's brave, she's strong. How often do we clap? How often do we see other people in ways that we've never seen them before? We're living in a world where everything looks so cute and so pretty. And we even want lives because of what we see on a screen. And we often forget that it's just a show reel. This gives us an opportunity to see behind the scenes and see ourselves. He then goes on. Yo, one second to let it breathe. Just a second, a second is all I need. When you're questioning everything you believed and you're fighting with the devil in your dreams. Oh! You know how much of us would just love to activate the things that's in our head. The ideas, the visions, the dreams, the conversations. We would just really love stuff to be different, but we're fighting with the devil and he just wants one second one second just let me be yo one second bro just just give me a break let it pour let it rain let it bleed heavy is the head but the pressure makes you heave 
So your billet color, spirit of depression never sleeps. Yo. So he would roll, he rolls up a zoo. He smokes it away. Because we see Stormzy and he's living his life, right? But it doesn't mean that he don't feel certain things. If you know this album called Crown, he's got another song and it says, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Not because people make it look easy doesn't mean it's not heavy. Just because people make things look easy doesn't mean it's not heavy. It's not easy to lead. It's not easy to create. It's not easy to build. And so when I come into rooms, I'm so grateful. He says, I'm not the poster boy for mental health. I need peace of mind. I need to center self. Ah, Stormzy, give it to them. The cover of the NME, that shit made me resent myself. We see things and we think, oh my God, he's doing dope, he's doing this. But he still has resentment. There's people trying to spread the word and there's people that pretend to help. But how am I complaining when I'm blessed? Stop it, Stormzy. There's some of us out here that are really just trying to spread the word. Like real talk. Our platforms aren't laced with the same numbers and same support and same feedback of the fake reality. It's not the same out here. But by God's grace and by his mercy and by the resilience, and by the faith and the courage that I've got in me, I'll keep serving, I'll keep giving, I'll still pour, and I pray that it lands. And I used to say to people, if I ever defined myself by numbers in a room, I would have stopped a long time ago. But people don't understand that level of creation when you're creating something. In 2015, when I first brought out sticks, I invested in 40,000 sticks. It's 2021, I think I've got about three packs of those sticks left in my drawer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's taken years to get them out, years. But I'm remaining faithful. I'm gonna keep going. Somebody moves that unit in a day. Somebody moves it in seconds. But your timing is your timing. Your timing is your timing. Are you willing to remain faithful when it doesn't look like it's moving? When it doesn't look like it's working out? When it doesn't look like it's possible? There's people trying to spread the word that pretend to help, but how am I complaining when I'm blessed? Joe, I'm blessed because I have so much support. I get this guilty feeling on days I'm at my best when all these demons that I carry get to messing with my head. So could you please give me a second just to get it off my chest? I'm gonna stop it. 
This song is called One Second by Stormzy. Go listen to it and become aware of the things that are influencing you. Music has always influenced me. But I don't know, lately I hear things and I'm like, oh my God, you know why I love music? Because it's people telling their stories if we care to listen. And it moves us so much. It inspires us so much. I can't wait for some of y'all to keep telling your stories. Grand Rising, Miss Tina. Grand Rising, mother. <laughs> Tina, I really, really like to call Claude and Tina. Yeah. Um, firstly, I want to give thanks and praise, you know, for your obedience to show up, your obedience to trust yourself, to trust what you believe is being downloaded to you, to trust your own interpretation, and to have the courage to share it. As long as you don't share the part about the earth being flat, but it's a pyramid, by the way. But okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, the other thing is, I'm looking at this beautiful sun. It's outside of my window, and um, like I said, in the elevated space, you know, the sun is so obedient because the whole of humanity depends on it. And and sometimes, you know, in the morning, I was saying to um Anna and Susan, my gratitude. I, I give thanks and praise for the sun because the whole of humanity relies on it. And sometimes we just take those things for granted. We don't understand or overstand. We don't understand it and we don't overstand it that actually the sun is a living organ. Everything is from matter and matter is life, it's living. So the sun actually dies. And there's new suns, there's new cycles of suns. Anyway, that's science and I love science, I love life. So the obedience of that sun to rise, <laughs> if we could only show appreciation to the sun, I'm not a sun worshiper, but I show appreciation for breath, I show appreciation for trees, because what we exhale, they inhale, and, and we kind of co-create in nature in a way that is just harmonious. So, you know, when you were speaking today, you just reminded me to give gratitude and to give praise for, like, the obedience of the sun. And maybe if we could just aspire to have our obedience to that kind of level, yeah, we would just be like sunshine people. And I love that you spoke about harmony, because on one of the notes that I had found in my notes um, to share, I can't find it. Oh, it says that. Every negative thought is an enemy because the battle is never ours. Rhythm, harmony and balance are the keys to a successful life. And when you're out of harmony, you're out of God. And one thing that I love about harmony, when we hear a harmony, like when someone sings a harmony, it's like, oh, but what we don't understand is it's different notes right it's like a one a three and a seven that create the harmony whereas we have this idea that in order for our lives to be in harmony everything's got to be the same no it's taking the 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 good stuff with the bad stuff and and fight and balancing it out it's recognizing you need some of that some of that and some of that to create a harmony whereas we just want to live like this kind of Oh, I just want everything to be okay. 
and everything is okay? Are you just willing to see it that way? And I think that changes the way that we feel things. When you feel and you learn about how to create an actual harmony, it is a, a note that sits here with another note that sits there and another note that goes on top of it. And they come together in such a beautiful way. It creates harmony. It's not everybody singing on the same note. Yeah, and it, it's also the, um, what do you call it, like the sharps and the, the offs. So, yeah, not everything is the same note and not everything is the same, you know, like you've got the source and the non-source. You've got the sharps and the flats. You've got the everything has its opposite and it's it's the balance of all of that that, that creates true harmony. Another thing was when you was um, retelling the story about when I wasn't well and what taught you faith and belief and I believe I was taught it from my mother and watching her aspire and go through her stuff and yeah sometimes you know we might repeat the things where mummy wasn't so great or that that thing when mummy said this you know but actually there's so much lessons from when they're on it and they're on it you know and um that part when you said about how old Kamisha was and, and how old you all were when I used to get you up at five, because I was taught to rise with the sun. I was taught to rise in obedience, like the new day, the dawn. And I got my dawn on in this clubhouse. And I always say to her, dawn is my mum's name, Aurora. And dawn, it means the same thing. And it means to rise with the dawn, to create the new dawn, the dawn of a new day. So I couldn't make my excuse be oh, the children are asleep, I don't want to disrupt them. I used to deliberately, on purpose, disrupt my children. I used to deliberately, on purpose, teach them what endurance looks like. And, um, yeah, there's a whole lot I could speak about, like my kittens and, and my, my cat having six kittens and what I learned about nature, of how that mother, how she, how she, watching her, nurture those kittens and when she holds them by their neck and you know my human capacity is like oh no don't <laughs> but she's preparing them for a life that awaits them and when you just repeated that story Tanya, it reminded me of when i looked and i thought okay i live by myself with these three children if there's a fire they can't wake up somebody's gonna die so i used to actually say three o'clock in the morning fire alarm quick get out your <laughs> beds and i <laughs> She ain't telling no lies, guys. <laughs> and when they fell asleep downstairs sometimes, right? Because I've told them before, do not, if you're tired, get to your bed. When they used to fall asleep downstairs in the living room, I used to turn off the electricity, yeah, and literally start banging, banging. So they, I mean, when I think about it now, maybe they could have got a whole heart attack, but my thing was i'm going to teach you lot that when you first of all when you don't listen you're going to see the consequence and secondly yeah when it comes to that time when all the unexpected stuff hits you how are you going to get through and when they used to wake up and hear the banging and try and turn off the lights and there's no electricity and the way that they used to scuffle and it didn't matter if i did it once twice three times four times they it was hilarious until when they got old enough to start to do this stuff back to me and then I realised how it felt. So, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing on um, that story and if some people knew the way that you guys, the 
things that I did, I probably needed to be sectioned a long time before. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this is naturally who she is we're used to this you know they were like yes but she's showing a high level of dysfunction and she's showing a high level and the woman that one of the consultants where she was twisting up her body and analyzing me analyzing me i twisted myself up like her and tony was going mom 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 tony was like fighting my case attempting to get me out of the in hospital and this twisted woman is consulted twisted so i just did her voice i twisted up myself like her and i just and that was so normal to do like that. but this woman was actually like no but your mum is showing a time stuff but you don't understand this is her we live with this so you know i give praise for that experience it wasn't the nicest experience um that wasn't a pit that i'd like to revisit but hey yeah and one of the things that really came up for me is that when i came out of that experience i was like oh my gosh how are people gonna ever listen to me again <laughs> how are they gonna that's what ego was telling me it was like how are people gonna respect me or listen to me again because i fell i fell but hey that was just a, that was an illusion and that's so, amazing because yeah. you needed to fall he was carrying too much. The crown was too heavy. Yes, Jack and Jill went up the hill. But um, in the storytelling time as well, the last but not least, you know, today I heard the Empress, the Empress story. I don't know if, if any of you, but I love stories. And if any of you read They did a movie on that, didn't they? I think I used to like that movie. Tanya, the Empress story. When it comes to faith and belief, there's foolish faith, yeah? Mm -hmm. There's foolish faith. And sometimes we're so scared of foolish faith. Hear me, like sometimes when I find stuff and I believe it, I say, Father God, I'm trying to find you. And if this thing is trying to trick me, when I'm trying to find you, God, you deal with it. You know, so I will go into something with that prayer covering me. And when the emperor, it was like these, these two weavers came and said to him, this is a new silk, this is a new thing. And, you know, only those with the highest intelligence and only those who are a certain way, they'll be able to see this fabric. So he was like, okay, yes, yes, you know, weave me this coat. And everybody pretended that they could see it because they didn't want to be seen to be stupid. They didn't want to seem to be... <laughs> I know that story. I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, that's what... And then the emperor, on the day when we went to show everybody off his new garment, he was actually naked. He was naked, and it was children that said, ha, 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 the emperor is naked. The older people were afraid to tell the man that he was naked. Mm. I don't remember if you guys have seen that, but it's called the emperor's coat. And it, it, just, it just reminded me, like, when you're talking about your dream, and sometimes you want people to see your dream so badly. So, like, we, we've been listening to the story of Joseph and his dream. We've been looking at, the coat has been so relevant to everything and it was a coat that these people were weaving for the emperor and everybody was pretending that they could see this coat except for the children the children exposed the lie he's naked <laughs> you know and sometimes we even shut up our children like don't say that you know like sometimes when my grandma's children say grandma why are you so fat my children say do not say that it's rude <laughs> and sometimes we are covering up 
our children being truthful by making them conform and fit in and, and just play a part of, yeah, this getting in the way of... Playing life that actually makes us feel comfortable. Not them, but it makes us feel comfortable. Yeah. And we have to grow past that. And I'm hearing that in faith and belief. And so that you just understand that it's not just a story about the emperor putting on a foolish coat. You know, Tanya and I met this woman and one day... Like when Tanya speaks about um, when she graduated and she felt at one point in her life, and that was just her feeling that me and her dad didn't acknowledge her graduating to uni and she thought, I'm going to be the first. Da, da, da. She was going through that. But this time the woman rang me and she said, your daughter is about to hit the biggest deal. This is it. She's going to be famous. She's going to be this. And the woman told me to dress. <laughs> I mean, to dress up. Listen, I was like the emperor, my proudest gown. Boy, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm like, well, I've been naked, right? And furthermore, when Tanya was getting the the grandest thing, yeah, it was going to be in London. So I was like, oh gosh, I can't go on the train. I mean, I had like forty five minutes to get there, right? So I caught a taxi into London. <laughs> I thought I was given a deal. I was given this deal and it was going to be a massive break. And I was like, oh my God, I've made it. I've made it. I've done the work. I'm signing the papers. And oh my God, when we got there, ah, there's some things that you go through in your journey. It's so funny. That is so funny that you remembered that. Mum really thought I'd made it. She caught a taxi all the way there. <laughs> like a scam. Ah. Anyways, that's... And us two were the only two that were ready for the occasion. Obviously, yeah. we didn't get the memo that it was a big scam. <sighs> Life. When we, say, when we say a scam, Tanya, actually, on the bigger scale of things, it's preparing us for where we are now. But our faith, or we would put our trust, and we would put our belief in absolute stupidness. And you know, some of the people in the audience, they were like, I don't trust that woman. I don't. They were kind of there like, Tanya, we, we see what you're doing with your sticks and with your business. We don't trust. So, yeah, today is just a big reminder of faith, belief and trust and what we put it in, why we put it in, when we put it in. But actually, even if you turn up dressed up to the nights, even if you turn up like the emperor naked, I was like, I was thinking while he was talking, I wonder what happened to the next part. Oh, how did the emperor get over that but it was just like me being sectioned or just like my bra falling out or just like you get over it but sometimes we're so afraid of that we're so fearful of what's on the other side of that fear that we say we stay stuck and we think that that's oh yeah I'm just having faith in myself let me stay stay faithful to my stuckness but actually even if you fall down even if you dress up even if you pay a big taxi fee 
there is something in that journey there is something in that lesson that's just incredible Honestly, the way that you're being built, resilience, um, you've been built through pride, shame, all of those things. Like if you're just willing to have faith regardless to when things do not work out, I'll never forget the day when I really realized in 2016 that um, this lady had, you know, like just tried to take my stick business, copied me, robbed me, took money. Oh, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. And I rang my dad and it was like Christmas day and I'm always alone on Christmas. And I said, dad, I just cannot. I was like, I just cannot. I have tried. And I literally, I was in my bed and that day I genuinely thought I'm never going to get up again. I'm never, I'm not, I am not putting my energy into any of this bullshit laws of attraction thinking going after what you want none of it because it hurt I am not no I will not I'm not doing this and I just remember the way that my dad spoke to me and I said you know what f that I'm getting up I'm getting up yo you could take everything and you still ain't taking shit from me you I will build again I will go again I will start again and honestly, when you build something from the and the beginning, I've worked with two people that have then gone on to try and do a rendition of my sticks. And I've worked with you. Do y'all know how that hurts? Horrible. And you would knock them out with your mind. Yeah. And, you know, may God be pleased with the person, the first person that, you know, fooled us, they're resting in peace. Um, you know, and, and to a degree, they believed what they were saying. They believed in their own bullshit. And their, when I say bullshit, I mean their belief systems. But actually, it strengthened, it strengthened us, you know, in ours. So, Tanya, I actually queen salute you. Yeah. You keep walking in faith. You keep walking in belief. And you're a conqueror. From one conqueror to another. Let's just keep running in our lanes, boo. I love you. Amen. I love you too. Trust me that some of the seasons, ha, they've been ugly. But like I said, lay me flat, lay me flat. And they didn't have me flat. They had me on a bed and the bed still had legs and my ass got up. And also when you go through certain seasons of your life, it's important who you reach out to. My mum is my vision. My mum is the type of person who will say, nah, that's not your best. Go harder. My dad, he has a love. It's just love. Like, my dad gives me the love where I know I'm so loved. Like, even for me to accept men, I'm like, mm-mm, because your love ain't like my daddy's love, you know? So when I'm when I'm at a certain space, I know who to reach to. I And in that space, I ain't going to my sister because my sister will kill you. So, you know, you need to know who you go to at certain seasons in your life because that can affect your decision. Absolutely affect your decision. Sometimes we're in a season and we're going to the wrong people. And then we're laying flat longer. Make sure you know where you're going and who's helping you and supporting you and inspiring you and nurturing you. And notice that who inspires you may not be the person who nurtures you. Who nurtures you may not be the person who gives you vision. So know your circle, know your circle. Miss Sue, welcome to the stage, Grand Rising. Grand Rising, Tanya and everyone in the room. Oh my goodness, Tanya, you really have been talking to me this morning and you played my Stormzy. Oh, <laughs> I love that you love Stormzy. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, Tanya. Uh, Tanya, well, I've been sort of multitasking while I've been listening to your room, but 
the things that I needed to hear, Tanya, I've really heard. I've just been feeling off these past few days and not sleeping and went into a course last Thursday that I thought I wanted to do, but came away saying, no, that's not for me. And I left it. And I had emailed another lady on Monday because I want to do therapeutic horticulture. And I emailed her, I looked at their website and they said, we're fully booked, we can't take any more on. So I thought, right, you look at other places. So just as you were talking this morning, I thought, Sue, get out your pad and look at some numbers. Then an email came through and it's from the same lady that I, I emailed it. on Monday. And she said to me, please contact me later on on this number. Well, I cried. I absolutely cried. Crazy faith. Crazy faith. And trust. Crazy faith. Walking out of one, just thinking that is not for me. This is where I want to be and this is what I want to do. I've just been crying. I haven't stopped crying. Oh, welcome. By the way, guys, for those of you in the room, Susan joined Elevate this week as well. And it has been turmoil really um she's been experiencing some things throughout the night where she literally can't sleep a lot of anxiety type of emotions but at the same time what I keep telling you guys is sometimes that's what change feels like when when you're at a place in your life and you have been asked to change everything can seem like it's going wrong until you make the right decision but we don't get taught these things. So we run and we get some pills and we swallow them and we numb the feeling. Yo, your feelings are indicators. They, they are telling you where to go. But if you don't have a relationship with them, you won't know that. Go ahead, Sue. And you said it, Tanya, who you go to in a season affects you. And where have I gone to in this season? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's about to get crazy. It really does affect you. Honestly, if you go to the wrong thing, it will deflate you. It Ah, oh, wish y'all knew. Honestly, go to the right people in the season. And you've got to know it because you've got to trust it. I don't ring daddy like when, I don't ring daddy when I'm like making decisions. I don't ring anybody when I'm making decisions, right? Because I don't want my parents' fears, my, my sister's doubt, my, my cousin's this. I don't, so I just make the decision. And so sometimes, even when I ask for help, everybody's like, ah, why is Tanya asking for help? Because Tanya's going to do what Tanya wants to do anyways. But the truth of the matter is, I know who to go to for what. Know who to go to for what. And if you don't know, ask a couple of people until it comes into alignment with how you feel. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy for you. And I know that whatever's supposed to work out will work out. Yes? Sorry, I was going to say that for everybody to know that when uh, me and Tanya went, because I went first, I will admit that I went first with that woman that fooled us. And then Tanya came. And you know the last stubborn one, Claudine, was that they said, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. you don't have to listen to me, you don't have to listen to me. I told you, I told you. So you're always surrounded by everything and trust your feeling, trust your, your intuition. You know, and eventually Claudine did come over and Claudine is one person that when disappointment when something goes in a different direction to what she expected oh lord oh lord it's like it's like it's like the other side of the 
sun or the other side of the moon? I don't know what that looks like. It's hell. It's hell. It's hell itself. And I don't know which one is more hell, the fact that she's going to say, I told you, I told, don't play with me. I don't know which one sounds worse, the experience, or Claudine's been right about knowing and trusting what she already could have warned us about, what she was already warning us about. So... Yeah, I think I think it's really good. I'm not that bad. Girl, you are. <laughs> Miss Sandra, I'm rising. Welcome to the stage. How are you? Hi, I'm feeling really good, but I, no, no buts. I'm not supposed to use the word but. And Tina, Tanya, you've been talking to me. It's like you're saying, Sandra, every time. I hear you talking, I hear Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. Because, like you said, when you were feeling down and your dad called you, you know, and you were totally down and you felt out and that you didn't want to get up again, that happened to me um, recently, as last year, December, where I was working for this company. I was a, ca I was a um, care worker. Um, not care worker. I was a cooking for children whose parents were in the National Health Service or they were vulnerable and I loved it and it was really great but then the week before Christmas the company decided didn't want me anymore needed to save money and actually just escorted me off the site as if I was a criminal you know I had it uh. wrong. so I you know I fell down I stayed down I didn't want to get up you know I didn't even react that way when I had cancer I thought and got up straight away to fight cancer, and yet I couldn't fight this. It felt so heavy, it felt so unfair, it just felt, you know, horrible. But then my family pulled me out of it. A couple of months later, they just gave me an envelope with money and said, stop being, you know, why are you lying down? You know you can run your own company. You keep telling us you can do things better than them. Why don't you just go and prove it? So like 26th of July is when Hayward's Catering was launched, I'm a sole trader. My first contract was the 5,000 meals that we cooked for the free school meal children this holiday. And, you know, it's going from strength to strength. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it felt like I was getting in my way when you said um, we get in our way. So that's gone as well now. And um, I do have faith. I have faith in me. I have faith in my business. And I have faith in people around me. And that is never going to change. That will never shake. I will never let someone else tell me and make me feel to the stage where I didn't want to get up and see my children grow and I still have things to do when I'm only 57. That will never, ever happen again to me. I love that. And I'm literally so proud of you. Honestly, I love it so much. And I'm just like, you know what? This is why I truly feel that we had to listen to this song today, because it really is saying, just give me a second to breathe. And sometimes we don't give ourselves that breathing space in our lives. We don't give ourselves a moment to be like, yo, let me just figure out my next step and trust that it's going to work out. Because we're so busy, we're so distracted with being busy. And yet when we do start stepping and we do take the steps and we do start moving, your things come that knock us down. But are we surrounded by the right people that say, sis, you've got this. 
you know what, sis? You rest. I'm going to run a leg for you. And then you come because I would have taken care of some things for you and you come and step back in. Do you not have those type of people around you? And sometimes we don't because we're in the wrong circles around the wrong people having the wrong conversations. You know, they say successful people, it's not really about what you know, you know, it's about who you know. It's about who you know. Who do you know that can help? Who do you know that can support? Who do you know that can love? Who do you know that can be the loudest voice in your head when you ain't got a voice in your head? Yeah, and I know some of y'all hear my voice in your head. <laughs> and I pray, like, on my when I die, that's what I want to know, that people can still hear my voice, that my sons step, and if they dare step in a piece of shit, I say, now nah, that shit... <laughs> Like real talk, be that level of encouraging. And you know what, it starts with you. I can only do that for other people because I'm willing to do that for myself. This is faith and belief. And I love how you guys are sharing your stories of where you're activating faith because it's real. And sometimes we just need to hear one. Oh, we got Karen coming up today. I'm so excited. Cece, do you have anything to say before she speaks? Okay, she's not landed yet. It's funny when they come up and then I can't find them. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you guys come to the room, stay in the room. Karen, Grand Rising, how are you? Grand Rising, everybody, I'm fine. I'm not sure if you can hear me. We can hear you good, you're good. I've been listening to the conversation this morning and my one thing, um, I really wanted to say is I didn't believe that there was somebody looking over me and when I had my son and was in a relationship that wasn't going very well I the days where it was really bad I'd go lock myself in the spare room and cry and pray and prayed for a sign that I would get out of this a sign that things would be better and I have to admit and I say this for all the single parents that are going through things or with people with partners that aren't helpful or just plain nasty, put yourself in that, make yourself vulnerable to that and see where it takes you. Because the best thing I ever did was to do that. It led to us splitting up. I saw my son change from, you know, quite a sullen child to a child that had a little bit of joy. Um, I became, and I know that he fed off of me, I just became so much better. It took a year. It took a year for my mum to turn around to me and say, you know what, you're back to the Karen that I had before, you're back to the person that you were before. You know, and I kind of I have gone from strength to strength. It's been strange, it's been difficult. I haven't really always seen it. Um I've got a real great group of guys. I don't have many female friends, but I have four males who would always champion me and say, do you know what? Look where you were last year. Look where you were three months ago. Look where you were two years ago. Look where you were five years ago and see how much the progression is because I couldn't see it. And it's taken a long time for me to get to the point where I have complete faith in the fact that when I think I'm not being helped, I am. Oh, Karen! 
I'm clapping and I'm clapping for many reasons. I'm clapping because I know how committed you've been to these rooms. And I know from the first time that you maybe heard it coming through Gary, you was like, mm -mm, I ain't missing a room and you haven't. And I love that. And I also love that you've taken the courage to speak. Um, but on top of that, I love that you, you see when you said you went into the spare room and you just cried and prayed, you know, that second to breathe, that second to be vulnerable, like, especially strong mums, and I say that with abbreviations around it, especially the strong, and I wanna say the strong black man. We don't give ourselves permission to breathe. Not because we wear the crown well, does it mean that it's not heavy? It's heavy. And sometimes I always say this, one thing I encourage people to watch, and I say it because it really, it ignites me. It's called The War Room, or War Room. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. I think you can pay for it on YouTube. And that lady, the way that she just helped the woman have faith because she just helped her pray about things, she encouraged her to build a prayer closet and it changed everything in her life. I just needed that principle. I just needed to remember that everything can change. And that's why I gave you guys the story of my mum. And yes, it means that some relationships will break. But it, what it means is you get yourself back. You get your joy back. Sometimes we're in situations where our joy is left. The situation is dead, but we're in it hanging on, holding on. And we've got to have the faith that not only the situation will shift and change, but guess what? We're going to be okay. We're going to be more than okay. So thank you so much. I love that. And I feel that, you know, many of us parents go through that. We go through seasons and we think, bro, I just need this to change. But we're not willing to get tucked into being vulnerable. We're not willing to be vulnerable and say, yo, this is heavy. I need help. I need support. And I also love that you said you got a circle of men. That's me. Men are my best friends. But guess what? I keep putting the calling out and I know it's going to happen soon. Karen will be in Elevate and she will have a whole circle of women. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You'll, you'll be coming. Don't worry. You'll get there. It's fine. Don't worry. Everyone says that. It's fine. And you know what? It's also why we offer a space, sorry, accountability, because I'm very good by myself. Like I can do certain things, but you know, like, like when outside is calling me, <laughs> I get distracted. 
But when I've got a space to be accountable to, when people are like, Tana, you said you was going to release that book. Where is it? I'm like, oh, shoot, I've got to do it. So the, the space of community and the space of accountability, it helps so much. Plus, you see so many parts of you that you love. You see so many parts of you that you wish you could never see in another person because it's in you. And you see so many parts of you that stretch and grow. When you see people in there getting win after win after win, you're like, okay, I'm up next. I can do this. So the, the it's like a breathe, it's like a breeding space of energy. And I think that's why we're so excited for the men to come in. We can't wait until a man steps in those doors, but we'll wait patiently. We'll wait. Yeah, it breeds energy. Go on, Miss Tina. You sound like, is it a bird? Is it a plane? That's Claudine on the school run, ladies. This is a woman that multitasks and, and she's got her weights around her legs. So God knows how much steps she'll do for the day. But Karen, I had a conversation with you last night. So I'm so grateful to see you on the stage. Um, you have been calling me and I have been calling you. So, you know, with time, you're going to be waking up at five with ease and grace and elevate is waiting to receive you. Um, the, other, the, the other message is, for some reason, it just keeps shouting at me. Tana gave me this book. She's very intentional. <laughs> I've been struggling with my reading, but she gave me um, Ilania Van Zandt, um, Forgiveness, 21 Days of Forgiveness. And I was speaking to beautiful Queen last night, um, Sunita, and I actually said that, you know, like, we are missing that lesson. We are, we, the reason why, the reason we, get why we get sometimes is because can't. the situation that we experience, life is for giving. So the more that we give is the more that we receive. So the experience, we just have to give it up. So forgiveness is never about the other person. It's for yourself. And the longer that you hold on to that thing that you can't get over, it's like you're blocking your own blessing. So, yeah, give it up. Forgive. And that's not for the other person. That's not for the person that you're mad with. That's not for the person that upset you. It's for you. Life is for giving. That's what forgiving is. So, yeah, we have to just give up a lot of what we're holding on to because that's where we're stuck. And if we if we are, are holding on to the thing, then we're not really exercising faith because if we can give it up, then we will have faith to see what's on the other side of that. Well, you know, I was just going to say you gave me a whole word because y'all know that I used to think the opposite of love was hate, but I've learned to understand that the opposite of love is actually fear. And so when I think about faith, I would have thought that the opposite of faith is fear, but it's not. It's like forgiveness. It's like if you can actually recognize that if you can forgive, so if you can release it, if you could let it go, you can actually live in faith because you live in trust. You live in trust. When you're not willing to just give it up, 
we live in constraints and we live in barriers and borders and walls like that is powerful that is good thank you so i'm going to check out now if there's anybody in the audience who has anything to offer or was blessed by this conversation please let us know you can always stay in the conversation by emailing us at shake the room underscore ch at mail.com um one thing as i was thinking about this room earlier is i wanted to share with you guys one of my favorite books of all time is the alchemist and I remember watching an interview by Will Smith years ago, and he used to say that was his favorite book. And I love Will Smith. I just love the what he's willing to do, the life he's been able to live. So I'll read what he says is his favorite book, because for me, there's some keys in there. So I read it. And when I read this book, I was like, oh, my gosh, because it's like a fairy tale, if you like. Um, and... It's about a man that's taking a journey, but on his journey, he has so much signs. He comes across so much wonders, as much as there's like the, I wanna say the obias, the omens he calls them, the omens. And as you read the book, you can listen to it. I'm sure it's only about two and a half hours on YouTube, a very beautiful, refreshing book, but it really teaches you if you're willing to hear about the signs and the wonders and the way that life has always given us signs. It's not to say his journey is easy. There's places where he gets stuck and he's only stuck because there's something he needs to learn. And sometimes he has to walk away from things that he loves and he has to take a journey, but he comes back to it. And it's so beautiful because guess what? I was thinking about the room. I picked that. And actually the book is about an alchemist. It's actually called The Alchemist, right? And I went to pick a stick because I was like, God, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. So I need some clarity. Guess what sticks I picked? Ah! My stick says... I am the greatest alchemist of all time. And I believe that. What's an alchemist? Somebody who can turn anything into gold. Anything into gold. When I say I don't care about what you've been through. I don't care about what's holding you. I don't care about what's been taught to you. I mean it. Because what I'm willing to know is what you're going to do with it. How are you going to turn it into gold? How are you going to turn it into gold? And that's faith. So I pray that on this absolutely thirsty Thursday, <laughs> you were thirsty for life. And actually, maybe this is a thriving Thursday for you. So you just choose to thrive wherever it is that you've woke up, whatever energy or frequency that you're residing in today. I pray you have the most amazing day and do go and check out this track. I love it. And I'm going to just share it with y'all. Any final words from anybody in the room before I play the track? No, going once, twice. Okay, boom. Here we go. If you give me just one second of your time, yeah.